The scripture reading today for Good Friday is the story of the crucifixion from the gospel according to Luke, beginning in chapter 23, verses 26 through 46. And as they led him away, they seized one, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. And there followed him a great multitude of the people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren, and the wombs that never bore, and the breast that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments, and the people stood by watching but the ruler scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. It is my hope today that we will be able to go beyond the normal stories of Jesus' crucifixion and focus in on some of the minor details that we see in God's word that brings greater glory and greater light to what happened to Jesus on the cross. And so we'll be looking at three things. The first thing we're looking at are the criminals. The second is the sun's light. 
And the third thing we are looking at this evening is the curtain. The criminals, the sun's light, and the curtain. And kids, if you're listening at home, I want you to listen very carefully for three words. The first word is nail. The second word is eclipse. And the third word is veil. Nail, eclipse, and veil. Let's begin by looking at the criminals. Luke's gospel records uniquely that Jesus was crucified with one criminal on his left and one criminal on his right. We see in verse 39 that one of the criminals who was hanging there, crucified himself, still railed against Jesus saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. One of the interesting things about the way that this is phrased is that in the Greek, this is a first-class conditional clause, which expects a, repl- a positive reply. So this means what the criminal is saying, are you not the Christ? And of course you are. If that's the case, then save yourself. We see in the first criminal that he acknowledged Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah. And yet he made demands after that. Very much like many of the disciples that followed Jesus. Look at the second criminal, though. He rebuked, it says in verse 4 to the other one, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. The second criminal acknowledges Jesus is the Christ. And yet he also acknowledges his own sinfulness. He knows why he's being crucified. And then he calls out to Jesus and says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He acknowledges Jesus is the Christ. He acknowledges his sinfulness. And yet, out of nothing but faith, throws himself upon the mercy of a man who is hanging from a Roman cross. And then we see the third criminal. Most of the time when we think of the scene, we think of Jesus and two criminals. But our Savior was crucified as a criminal himself. It says that there was also an inscription over him that says, this is the king of the Jews. We see in other gospel accounts that the Jews attempted to get Pontius Pilate to edit this, to say he said he was the king of the Jews. But the inscription merely said, this is the king of the Jews. The criminal charge against Jesus, according to Pilate, was very simple. Among the Jews, he claimed to be king. And among the Romans, he claimed to be king. And he stayed there, crucified on a Roman cross, iron nails in his hands and his feet hanging until death. That's what we see in the criminals. And now we move to look at the sun's light. Verses 44 and 45 say this. It was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed. I want us to zoom in on that in verse 45. While the sun's light failed... 
the NIV has, for the sun stopped shining. The New American Standard says because the sun was obscured. But the way that this reads, it's not, mere, it's not a mere cloud that moved in front of the sun being obscured or that it merely stopped shining. The sun's light failed. It declined. It waned. In Greek, it uses the word eklepo. What does that sound like? Eklepo. It sounds like our word eclipse. And that's exactly where we get our word eclipse from. The sun's light eclipsed. Now that word appears in many places in Scripture. And it means many different things. Not just a solar or a lunar eclipse. We see it very vividly in other places. And I think maybe none more vividly than in Genesis 25 verse 8. At the death of Abraham where it says, Abraham breathed his last eclepo and died in a good old age. It was not merely that the sun's light failed and has been eclipsed by darkness. It was that the sun, S-O-N, it was that the sun's life has failed and he has been eclipsed by the shadow of death. If you think about the beginning of the gospel according to John, he, the light of the world who gives light to every man, yet in the end, it is the light of the world hanging on a cross, eclipsed by death itself. The question hanging at the end of this chapter in Luke is, would that eclipse ever end? And finally, we turn to our last point, the curtain. We see in 45 that when the sunlights failed, and then it says, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Many of us understand the significance about the, the curtain of the temple. The curtain was there to separate the holy place from the holy of holies. The holy of holies where only the high priest may go once a year to make atonement for the sin of the people. Where the, where the very covenant of God resided, what symbolized God's presence Here, that curtain is torn into the curtain of blue and purple and crimson. Other translations use the word veil instead of curtain. But I'd like to think that curtain is a little better for us because when we think of a veil, we often think of something like a wedding veil, which covers a bride's face but allows most light through. The curtain, though, separating the holy place from the holy of holies, did not allow even the slightest bit of light through. It was that curtain that represented the barrier from us going directly of God, directly to God, that ripped, it tore in two. And then we see in the gospel according to Matthew, in chapter 27, verse 51, he adds one small but very important detail. He says this, And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. 
why is it important that the curtain of the temple be torn from top to bottom? Because the salvation of mankind could only occur if heaven came down to earth. The curtain could never have been torn from earth to heaven. If the curtain were to be torn, it would have been God himself to tear it. And on the cross, this is the salvation that Jesus accomplished. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. 